from the recording studios of the Nipti Practice Tips, high above Eagle Street. Welcome. Today we're going to be discussing the impeachment of a witness with a prior inconsistent statement and the proper foundation that must be laid before that statement may be introduced by either party. When the defense of the people wish to impeach a witness with his or her prior inconsistent statement, the impeaching party must first confront the witness with the prior inconsistent statement before the statement may be introduced. Neither party should be permitted to simply introduce the inconsistent statement without first confronting the witness with that statement. The witness must be given the opportunity to acknowledge having made the prior statement and possibly supplying an explanation for having made that statement, or deny having made the previous statement, or indicate that he or she has no memory of making it. It is only when the witness denies having made the statement or testifies that he or she has no memory of making the statement that the opposing party should be permitted to introduce the statement. The cornerstone case in this area is the Court of Appeals decision in People v. Wise from 1978. The introduction of such impeachment evidence is permitted only when the statement relates to a material issue in the case. Impeachment evidence is not permitted when the subject matter of the statement is only a collateral matter. When the opposing party asks such a foundation question when it relates to a collateral matter, he or she is bound by the witness's answer and should not be permitted to introduce the prior inconsistent statement. At times, defense attorneys will make a strategic decision not to lay the proper foundation in order to preclude the witness from supplying an explanation which would minimize or totally negate the effect of the supposed inconsistency. Instead, they will simply try to introduce it on their case. When the inconsistency is in a police report, they will also try to convince the court it is admissible as a business record and therefore no foundation questions are required. Now, while it is true that it is a business record in the context of introducing it to impeach the witness, that does not remove the requirement of a proper foundation. It simply removes the need to call the witness who made that report to testify, but still it can only be introduced after the foundation is properly laid. If the court does not permit the introduction without the proper foundation, the defense may then ask the court to permit the witness to be recalled so the foundation can be laid and the questions asked. If the court falls for this strategy, the result can be that this inconsistent statement takes on a disproportionate significance based on the fact that the jury sees the witness being recalled and the inconsistency is then introduced with this inappropriate spotlight. If the court properly denies the defense application to have the witness recalled, the defense may then begin to raise the issue of ineffective assistance of counsel. It may warn the court that failing to allow this inconsistency to be introduced could lead to a reversal. The appellate courts have consistently held that such failures in and of themselves do not result in reversals for ineffective assistance of counsel, especially when it is arguable that the defense has done this as part of their strategy. There are a significant number of cases that have upheld convictions where the judge refused to allow the introduction of the inconsistent statement or the recalling of the witness to lay the foundation. A case that deals with the defense opening the door on summation to the people's introduction of suppressed evidence, 
People v. Gomez, a First Department case from 2008, made the following observation that applies equally well to the present issue. The court wrote, The record suggests that counsel took a reasonable, calculated risk that the court would not perceive his summation argument, which was beneficial to his client, as sufficient to permit the people to introduce the precluded evidence, particularly at that late stage in the trial. On the existing record, to the extent it permits review, we find that the defendant received effective assistance under the state and federal standards. Also, do not forget that there are times when the material in which the inconsistency is contained may also include clarifying statements by the witness that significantly impact the effect of the inconsistency or neutralize it completely. The Court of Appeals held in the case of People v. Torrey from 1977, where only part of a statement is drawn out on cross-examination, the other parts may be introduced on redirect examination for the purpose of explaining or clarifying that statement. Now, this is not the rule of completeness, which applies to defendant statements, but simply a rule that permits the introduction of clarifying language made within the same statement in which the inconsistency appears. Do not overlook this when your witness is being impeached by the defense. For the entire case citation for the cases mentioned, for additional authority, and for many other case examples, please see the memo entitled Prior Inconsistent Statements. The proper foundation must be laid. Good luck and stay ready, my friends. <laughs>